Straw Hut Media. Don't judge a book by its cover. Jason Ellis looks like a stereotypical hypermasculine man. Bald, burly, tattooed. He's even got a radio show that over time pegged the nickname Radio Fight Club. He's not exactly someone I would choose to pick a fight with, and definitely not what most people would think of when they picture a bisexual man. So when Jason came out, he received some heat from his listeners. People wanted him to shut up about his sexuality and go back to talking about MMA and motocross. He lost fans. But were they really fans if they don't support who he really is? And does he really care about fame or money? Hey, I'm Jason Ellis, and this is Pride. Jason Ellis is a busy guy. He's been identified as a professional skateboarder, a mixed martial artist, a truck racer, a boxer, an actor, a rock singer, an author, and a radio host. But he says skateboarding and radio are his true passions. And all that other stuff, the car racing, it's it's like a thing where if you have an agent, then they write down all these things to kind of make you sound like you're, you know, I mean, you're this insane athlete or whatever I'm, I'm really not like the band was a joke because of the radio show we made a fake band and then the band sold albums because the radio show was big it wasn't because where i'm a rock star i'm not and then racing cars i raced a little bit you know i raced enough to know that i'm not like that great and i've had some fights but it's not i was really a pro skateboarder and then i got into um broadcasting it's, those are the two things that I would say that, yeah, I'm, that's my real job. Even my book, I'm a New York Times bestseller. It's, my friend wrote it. I just told him the stories. Like, I'm not that skilled. Despite Jason's modesty, he does have a really impressive set of accomplishments. In 2001, he set a Guinness World Record for the biggest drop on a skateboard by diving down a 70-foot skateboard ramp. That's higher than the drop at Splash Mountain at Disneyland. Yeah, it's super high. His skateboarding career then sparked his next venture, radio. He began co-hosting alongside professional skateboarder Tony Hawk on his show, Hawk's Demolition Radio on Sirius XM. From there, he launched his own solo projects. I have the Jason Ellis Show podcast and we have the Jason Ellis Show Patreon because that's what we've done since we've moved from Sirius XM. And then I have another podcast coming out with Tony Hawk on the 24th called Hawk versus Wolf. So now I'm a now I'm a professional podcaster. When Jason's on the radio, no topic is off limits. He speaks openly to his listeners as if he was chatting with a close friend. One of the topics he has spoken about more recently is his sexuality. He came out as bisexual in 2016 and has been sharing his story ever since. The good and the bad. At a very young age, Jason was sexually assaulted. That happened a few times in my childhood. I had a pretty rough go at it when it came to that stuff. Then, as a young teen, he began to experiment sexually with some of his friends. But it was like, you know, just like a thing that I thought you do, you weird your boys. It never happened again, and it definitely wasn't my idea. It was just something that happened. But something did happen again a few years later. 
I think I took some ecstasy or something like that when I was about 17, 18. Then something else happened. Also, not my idea. I just went with it and I was like, wow, what was that? But I just always pushed it aside, never analyzed it, never really thought about it. Like if anyone ever brought up, you know, being gay or I don't think people talked about being bi when I was young, but that's that wasn't a thing that I was aware of. But um, it wasn't until way later I had kids and and then I got divorced and then I hung out with a couple of trans friends and then that started to happen. Even after Jason came out, he was almost ready to quit dating altogether. I don't even really want to date anybody because in the end there's going to be this weird little secret that I have and I'm just going to be, that's just not fair to whoever dates me where their boyfriend is secretly half by and depressed that he can't investigate that part of himself. Then he met his wife, Katie Gilbert. Not only did she accept his sexuality, she encouraged him to explore it. She said she was really into that. And then her friends accepted me for that. So then I had a little small community of people that were aware of my sexuality and didn't think it was funny. They actually thought it was cool. So they would like ask me to tell stories. They gave me, they got me a grinder account and, and introduced me to that. And then that made me feel better. Jason is a muscular guy. Plus he's tattooed completely from head to toe. His radio show's audience is very much reflective of how Jason appears. In a word, a lot of testosterone. Tattoos. You know what I mean? Fire, motocross, fighting, big boobs. Like that's, that's Jason Ellis. With the knowledge of his average listener and his own reputation, he was afraid to come out publicly. Then I'm gonna be like, hey, just so you know, I make out with guys. It, it breaks, it breaks straight boys' hearts. You know what I mean? Like, and, and they get angry with me. So I was really scared of that. And it, and it did happen. Like people still are angry about it. It's, even to this day, whenever I talk about it or I stand up for anybody, trans rights, whatever it is, it, it usually triggers a fan to, you know, they tell me to shut the fuck up and, and uh, you know, like, do, stop putting it in my face. Initially, Jason didn't come out on his show. He wasn't ready to talk directly to his listeners about his sex life but he opened up to Howard Stern on his show in 2015. Since I've come out in the Stern show, it just made me happier with who I am. It makes me feel better about myself and I know that I don't have to um, feel bad about just being me. I'm proud of myself, I'm proud of my sexuality. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm not hurting anybody. I don't tackle people in the middle of the night and do it. It's all agreed upon. I'm not a monster, like it's, a, it's not a bad thing, but it's taken me up until recently to be completely okay with that. Jason says, despite the negativity he's received since coming out, he continues to speak about his sexuality for two reasons. The first is to continue to be true to himself. The other part is doing it for the younger people out there that are potentially suicidal or are just going to take a bunch of drugs and alcohol, make bad choices because they think that they're something evil or something wrong. 
I'm talking to those people that are definitely hiding. I really like fans and I really like being popular and I wish everybody would uh, download my podcast. But at the same time, um, if like four or five young kids think they're, the, they're, they're not the devil because they heard me say, yeah, man, I, I suck dicks. So what? What's wrong with that? The world is making progress towards inclusion. There is more representation from the LGBTQ community in television, films, and novels than ever before. But Jason stresses the fact that judgment and discrimination is still very much present in 2021. Like if you're a younger me and you're listening to my show because you're in that community of like people that punch you in the face and stuff, and you're anything like me, you're not telling anybody. Doesn't matter what year it is. You're not telling shit. And you're smart for it. They're not ready. People aren't ready. And I'm almost 50 and there's still a, do you hear about Alice? <laughs> like, what did I hear? It's like I got it, like they found out that their friend got an affliction of sorts. You know what I mean? And, and, and they better stay back or they might get it. In 2021, it's, it's fucking annoying. But while listening to Jason's show, fans don't hear judgment. They hear grown men talking about sex, regardless of gender. And I say it in front of other macho dudes and those macho dudes don't bash me or humiliate me or say something damaging or they just continue the conversation. The more those conversations happen in my community, unfortunately, the better these younger people are, mainly guys. But who knows? Like, I think, you know, I get messages from everybody just saying, holy shit, I can't believe somebody just says it in your community because it still makes people uncomfortable. When met with the decision between keeping his audience and being true to himself, Jason always chose the latter. I know what it's like to be a little bit famous. It's nice, but it is also bullshit. It's not real. You don't take it with you when you die. You know, to me, as a person that's had um, run-ins with with death where I'm like, man, this is it, you know? I've thought this was it a few times. I don't have time for that. As a kid who was also in the in a dark place in my younger years, in a dangerous place where I, you know, I, I probably could have uh, killed myself several times because I felt so alone with that stuff that I walked around with. If somebody, if I can help anyone, it would be, you know, like it's just noble. Like, why would you, why would you choose money over money and stardom over a child's life? And when you look at it like that, because to me, it's the most important thing I'll ever do. If anybody wants me to talk to anybody about what it's like trying to be a tough guy who's a bisexual guy or pansexual, whatever I am, uh, I'm, I'm ready to talk. I'm ready to talk about it. After the break, sexual exploration at a young age and how Jason faced his childhood trauma to find happiness. Welcome back. Today we're talking with Jason Ellis, a pro skateboarder and radio personality. Before the break, Jason spoke about his coming out and how he values his own happiness over anything, including the success of his career. It's more important for you to um, 
you know what I mean, experience your life, what you're into, than somebody else's opinion, especially when you're younger. If someone goes, ew, you did this, this, and this, trust me, down the line, you won't remember that. That That's not the important part. The important part is how did you live your life? In some parts of the country, kissing someone of the same sex is still considered taboo, and this affects many proud members of the LGBTQ plus community and those who have yet to decide. That's why I want to talk about it, because I feel like, what is the big deal? Let's say that you're not, and you did kiss a boy when you were younger. So what? Easier said than done? Sure. But he's speaking from experience. He doesn't want others to follow in his footsteps. He wants them to hear his story and to do better. I feel like... Um, I'm a lot gayer than I thought. And I didn't do anything for years. I don't I still, because I've now that I'm like a little bit in the community, I'm in the community with two children and a wife and an ex-wife. I'm not like some gay dating machine. Nobody wants to, I'm, you know what I mean? Like I'm not, I was, I never was in it. And now that I'm like open about it, I'm still not really in it. I don't have a bunch of gay friends that I grew up with, like, I I would say that you should, if you think that that's what you are, that you should live it. Jason married his first wife in 2006, but because he hadn't fully explored his sexuality, he felt like he was living a lie. And you've just got this one giant piece of a lie that you know that's in your pocket. It's a terrible way to exist, and I and it took took me a while from therapy to realize that if you're going to mope around in this relationship, you're going to show your children a damaged father, and that's just you. You think that you're doing the the right thing by staying, but you're actually not. So then, once I had the courage to get out of that, and I told her, and because she was a level-headed person, I I that's how we broke up. I said that I was. Um, you know, having these these thoughts and that they were eventually going to play out. I, you know, I could tell that I, I wasn't, it was something that I wasn't, uh, I didn't have enough control over, something it was definitely going to break and I was going to give in to that. After his divorce, Jason wasn't sure what his next relationship would look like. He never imagined there would be a partner out there that was okay with his sexuality. Enter Katie. So when I met my wife, Katie that and her being not okay with it she was attracted to it she thought it was attractive so it was and it was a, a, a complete 180 where I was like who is this person who who says that Katie gave Jason complete freedom to be himself and since I've done that I really have discovered a complete other side of myself that that I probably discovered it like uh, two, like a year ago, two years ago. Like I feel like right now, the things that I do are, I never thought that I would do the things that I do now. And I, and they're such a big part of my, of my life. Like it's a important, fun. It's just the thing that makes me feel whole. Jason and Katie are married, but they maintain an open relationship. He's allowed to be with other partners. And so is she but they always come back to each other. I really do believe that my wife is some sort of miracle human being. And it's, uh, it is a fucking miracle that I have found her. And I'm very fortunate 
more fortunate than, than anybody I know. It may not seem like it, but there's more people like Katie in this world. You just have to find the right community. This isn't just some one weird human. There's tons of us out there that are into stuff and very understanding about people's sexual preferences. It's just maybe not in your little community, but trust me, there's places out there where people are like, oh, I'm into that or, or that's cool. I'm not, but I'd like to, you know, I'm happy for you to check it out. Like those people exist. There's big, big communities of it. I think it's the soon, if you're a part of that, the sooner you find it, the better. We mentioned earlier that Jason is tattooed and fit. Apart from his pink tinted glasses, he's pretty intimidating and he can fight but a lot of his appearance was a result of the trauma he endured as a kid. I know that I have this look and I train to defend myself because, yeah, when I was a kid, somebody, well, two people kind of convinced me to fool around and wasn't that, you know what I mean? And I, they betrayed my trust and, and they got it past me. And then if they tried to do that now, well, they, they, they would not, they would not get what they wanted. I would have, I would have won. So that's, I've trained myself for this fake scenario where, cause I'm still baby Jason for the rest of my life. So this is now I made this Jason to protect baby Jason. So if anybody starts up, you know, I mean, trying to get me to blow him when I'm three, you fuck with the wrong guy now. Jason also sought outside help and he went to therapy. I've done a lot of work, man. I've still got a lot more to go. And it's all part of his journey to find happiness. Ayahuasca and, you know, just all, anything, you name it, MDMA. I've tried everything to try and just be happier because the more I've been around successful people and, you know, the Hollywood people, I've met some people that are like just really, really happy. And I was like, oh, my God. This guy's not even bullshitting. He's legitimately that happy on and off in front of people. I I, I want that more than I want Twitter followers. Like I, I want, that's like when you get, when you've had a taste, cause I, I feel at one point I was like, if I get rich and famous, then everybody will love me. And then getting a little bit of money, getting a little bit of fame and realizing that's not really what it is. Then I'm in search of like, what is, what is important in life? And it's like maybe not being really good at skateboarding or, you know, having a lot of tech like this. There's probably something else. And then ever since I've discovered that, I've just been working on that and being honest with who I am and uh, accepting others for who they are. But he wasn't always this accepting. There was a time when Jason was a lot quicker to judge a person just based on their appearance. I hated people for like 15 years because they wore the wrong socks. That's how bad I was in skateboarding. And now, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, like what's every, he probably enjoys those socks. What the hell? <laughs> it's not the same person. Jason has a platform and he continues to use it to spread the same positivity and acceptance he's brought into his life to his listeners. This includes speaking out for the LGBTQ plus community, especially for trans rights. Hey man, I feel like the trans rights, like when you try to take those away, it doesn't really seem right. Have you met a trans person before? Maybe you should meet somebody before you just go call on, we need to treat them different and they can't go in the bathroom. Like you really should meet them before you go spouting off everywhere about that. 
Jason clearly does not shy away from a fight. Whether it's verbally or physically, he's always been ready to take a stand. And believe it or not, he thinks many people would benefit from a fight. Any volunteers? Maybe not everybody should have a fight because some people really, 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 really don't want to have one. And that would maybe be too traumatic. But if it's an organized fight, I'm talking about a gentleman's or where you agree on this day, we will fight. You train, I will train, and then we will meet on this day and we will fight. I swear it helps everybody's confidence. And, and that's what I really mean is if you build, if it gives, if it's a confidence booster that um, I can't name a quicker way to get more confidence in a human being than I'll let you train for three months and then you'll have a fight. And then you can do whatever you want for the rest of your life. Just give me that. Give me that three months and you will remember me for the rest of your life and you will be this much more confident for the rest of your days. I promise it. And don't worry, if you did want to take Jason up on a fight, you won't get hurt. Well, too badly, at least. I make it where you don't get really hurt. You, you still get whacked in the face, but there's bigger gloves and headgear and stuff where, and you pick the right people for each other so nobody gets really hurt. So what's Jason up to currently? Surfing, I I'm really trying to learn to surf and I'm trying to get all my skateboard tricks back because I had really bad knees and I finally tore the last piece of my uh, MCL off my knee. So I didn't have, I don't have PCLs and I got torn meniscus, my ACL stretched out and I snapped my PCL off. So then I got a, a cadaver, like a dead man's MCL in my knee with like carbon fiber and Kevlar in my knee. So now my knee is pretty badass. So now I'm skateboarding again, trying to get all my old skateboard tricks back from when I was in my 20s and 30s. So that is my new passion. And then I have a fight coming up in October. So I'm just uh, doing a lot of visualization and training. It may sound like a lot, but Jason has taken a step back from some of the more dangerous activities and is choosing to be a bit more cautious in his free time. So, you know, motocross used to be a big thing that I sold the bikes, that's too dangerous. Just doing these other ones, trying to be a bit smart skateboarding, no moto, same thinking. Not racing cars, because they cost too much money, thinking. So that you rotate, you know? So right now it's just kicking people, skateboarding, children and my wife podcast. It's not that much. To connect with Jason or keep up with his adventures, he says you can always slide into his DMs. My Instagram at Wolfmate and uh, and on Twitter I'm Ellismate. And but on Instagram, if you DM me, if anybody has anything like any questions at all, I answer everybody. I'm one of those weird people. I'll get back to you. I'm happy to be here. I, I love being a part of the community. And if anybody in the community thinks that they can use me to help people, I am ready to go free of charge. That's it. Thanks for listening. Pride is a production of Straw Hut Media. 
If you like the show, leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're tuning in from. Share us with your friends, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Pride. You can follow me at Levi Chambers. Pride is produced by me, Levi Chambers, Maggie Bowles, Ryan Tillotson, and Caitlin McDaniel. Edited by Sebastian Alcala and Daniel Ferreira. Sound mixing and editing by Sebastian Alcala. So then I have a question for myself. Can I come to your fight? And when are we getting lunch? Yes. Yes. If, really? We could, be, we could be friends? Yeah. I'm totally vaccinated. Let's do it. All right, Marin. Yeah, I would totally go. I would, I would drive up to Hollywood and have lunch.